Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. How's everyone doing today? Welcome back to On The Ball. Welcome back to another round of Premier League predictions where me and my brother go head to head in predicting Premier League outcomes. The scores on the doors at the moment are 285 to myself, 279 to Sim and the way the scoring works. Five points for a completely correct scoreline, one point for correct result. And at the end of the episode, we pick a star man. Once you pick that man, you can't pick them again for the rest of the season. Five points for a goal, two points for an assist. And let's get into the weekend's prediction. Starting off 12.30, kickoff at the Etihad. It's Manchester City against Everton. I've gone for 3-0 to Man City. Sims only gone for 2-0 to Man City. And why is that? We know Everton, how they like to set up. They're going to be very strong um, at the back. They're probably going to play five at the back against uh, Man City. I think they're going to try and frustrate them. I saw them uh, play Man City at Goodison Park and they gave them a really good game, at least for like an hour before Man City took control of that. And I do see them trying to frustrate City. I obviously see City having too much of them at the end of the day. But um, I've only gone for 2-0. I don't think it's going to be an absolute battering, but I do think Man City will dominate. They'll, they'll try and break them down. And I think their quality will tell in the end. So I've only gone for 2-0. Yeah, I mean, Everton are resolute and I think it will be a struggle for maybe Man City early doors. But I do think once the goal comes, I think the goals will flow because I think Man City are playing sublime stuff at the moment. They just look unbeatable. They look invincible right now um, since they started this winning run. And uh, they're just battering everyone in their path right now. That's just the reality of it. And this is just second half of the season, Man City all over again. It's like clockwork, isn't it? Because mm. like, it gets to this stage of the season and they just breeze past everyone in their path. And I think it's going to be another one of those this weekend. So I've gone for 3-0. Sim's gone for 2-0. Let's move on to Craven Cottage. Fulham against Bournemouth. Sim's gone for 2-1 to Bournemouth. I've gone for 1-1 here. Both these teams not really on their best of form. I mean, Bournemouth are playing better than Fulham at the moment, 100%, but at Craven Cottage, in that small pitch, albeit the vitality is also a small pitch, I feel like the points can be shared here. Um, Fulham need to do something to get back to winning ways or get back to bringing a point on the board because 
They went out both cups um, in the past month and since then they've struggling to pick up points in the Premier League and Bournemouth on the other hand as well haven't really I think they've got two draws isn't it in their last two games and I just feel like both teams are going to come with a bit of a point to prove I think Bournemouth will have uh, the majority of the possession and, and trying to break down Fulham but I just can't really split these two yeah I think Bournemouth are really going to obviously take the game to Fulham uh, knowing that they're pretty comfortable in mid-table they're not going to suffer relegations they're not desperate for the point in terms of I don't see them sitting back and like fighting for a point here I think they're really going to go at Fulham and I think Fulham won't like it I think Bournemouth are going to disrupt their build up, uh, Fulham's build-up. I think Fulham like it when um, when teams are kind of in a halfway house. And I think uh, Bournemouth, they haven't won in four games. haven't won since that Spurs game, actually, um, at the back end of, uh, of 2023. And I think they're due a win. I do think they're better than Fulham in terms of the way they play. They're better attacking football. I'm, sh- I'm sure Fulham will have their moments. But I think with Solanke up front, I just like the front three of Bournemouth a lot more. So I'm going to bank. I think Fulham will go for the win. I think they'll suit Bournemouth. So I'm going to go for 2-1 to Bournemouth. Next up, we go to Anfield. It's Liverpool against Burnley. We've gone the exact same scoreline here in 4-1 to Liverpool. And I mean, you'll be a madman to bet against Liverpool in this one, to be honest. And after that shocking performance at the Emirates, you really do expect um, a Liverpool backlash at the end of Burnley, don't you? Definitely. And obviously the last game at Anfield, they battered Chelsea 4-1, a real um, energetic performance. And I expect that kind of energy going into this game as well. Um, even though they've still got uh, no Mo Salah, and it was confirmed today, Thiago, after a 20-minute cameo, has apparently set for another spell on the sideline. So that'll be a bit of a blow for them, but I'm sure that they're going to come up against a Burnley team who we know just aren't the best offensively. They're at their best when they're kind of going going at teams, and they're not going to be able to do that at Anfield because Ant, uh, Liverpool are going to suffocate them, they're going to pen them back, um, and they've got the quality to absolutely make it tell. So maybe Burnley might get one goal against a run of play, but I can't see them holding out Liverpool here I think it's going to be a route so 4-1 yeah completely agree and I fear for Burnley this weekend because they're going to feel the whole wrath of Liverpool kind kind of like when they have a bad performance you just get that angry performance Mm. in the next game and I feel like that's going to come and especially at Anfield I said um, a couple of weeks ago when Klopp announced that he was leaving at the end of the season I fear for anyone going to Anfield this season from now until the end because I just feel like the atmosphere is just going to be so behind Klopp and the team that I don't think anyone is winning at Anfield from now until the end of the season or even getting a draw, to be honest. I think Liverpool win every single one uh, and by quite some margin as well. And when you look at the way Burnley play, um, they're just going to get eaten alive, in my opinion, this weekend. But let's go on to Luton against Sheffield United. Sim's gone for 2-1. I've gone for 2-0. Luton have been fairly resolute at home of recent weeks. They're not really conceding that many goals. Sheffield United... I mean, you really fear for them this season um, from now until the end because they look like they're sleepwalking towards relegation. What, 10 points? Uh, how many p- points they picked up this season? 10, and yeah. they're 10 behind Luton and Luton have a game in hand. Yeah, exactly. So I think it's inevitable that they're going to be going down this season uh, with a bit of a whimper as well. The new manager has come in, well, the old manager and the new manager has come in and he hasn't really changed much. Uh, to be fair, Ben Berenson diaz two goals in three games, I think it is for him, but... I don't think that's going to change the course of this game. Luton have been really impressive in the last couple of weeks. What a job Edwards is doing there. And I I see them keeping a clean sheet and I see them winning quite convincingly. Yeah, to be fair, I do think Luton prefer um, being, being kind of a team 
um, on the counter-attack Ghana being the underdog and in this game they're going to be the favourites it's going to be interesting to see how they react obviously they've done really well against like the big teams when they come to Kenilworth Road really given a good performance but this game is going to be a bit a bit different they're going to be asked to dominate the ball kind of break Sheffield United down Sheffield United are going to be playing on the counter-attack a bit more they're going to be relying on set pieces as well and that kind of works when you're working in a small pitch like Kenilworth Road so I do expect some joy for Sheffield United but I just think Luton are better at doing what Sheffield United do than Sheffield United are so I think they're going to come out on top so I've gone for 2-1 and I reckon Adebayo is in good form at the moment I wouldn't back, back against him scoring and Ross Barkley as well what a, what a season he's having Absolutely I completely agree about Adebayo that's for sure uh, but let's move on to Tottenham against Brighton Sims gone for 5-2 to Tottenham in this one I've gone for 3-1 but 5-2 explain yourself is this uh, the return of Hyung min Son? I think goals, goals, goals in this game you saw how open it was when we played them at the Amex and in that game obviously we got done a large uh, factor due to the fact that um, we had a lot of very mismatched team I think Emerson and Davis were playing I think Hoybier uh, was playing in midfield as well back uh, back then and we definitely struggled in that game to really impact impact things and um, obviously we did have a bit of a late rally at 4-0 down we nearly got it back um, had chances at 4-2 to make it 4-3 maybe even 4-4 we didn't take them so I think this time it's going to be a different kettle of fish we're going to have our first choice defence back so we should be able to stem the tide from Brighton a bit better hopefully we have um, players in midfield a lot more likely to hurt Brighton as well um, I think we didn't have a number 10 I think Lacelso was starting on the bench that game as well so we didn't even have him on the pitch so we definitely struggled in that game but we got players back in this one I can I know Brian only have one way of playing and I know they're going to want us to press them but I think they're not going to like our press I think we're going to be super aggressive we want a bit of a, uh, a reaction to that last minute uh, goal against Everton as well I don't know if some will start but I can see him coming off the bench and, and um, running right as well or causing uh, a lot of problems for Brighton and we need that good feeling back after a poor result last week so I think it's going to be an exciting game exciting performance and I just see it being very very open for both teams and I'm for 5-2 yeah so Q nil nil this weekend yeah. <laughs> Spurs Brighton but look it, it very much depends which Brighton turn up you look at their last two away games a 4-0 loss at Kenilworth Road against Luton and then a 5-2 win at Bramall Lane against Sheffield United um, Brighton have been very up and down this season in terms of you know trying to play their football and implementing their style of play and I got a feeling the Spurs team are going to want revenge uh, for the last game against Brighton where we just got torn apart at times in that game and when you're looking at it the team is getting back to full fitness now full strength Sonny Bissouma going to be probably in the squad this weekend I don't know if either of them are going to start but what options is it is to have both of them off the bench to change the course of the action of the game so I do think even without Sonny and without Bissouma we we've got enough quality to win this game. I do believe that, but I think that is an extra kind of added incentive from the bench as well um, to change things. So I do believe we're going to win and I'm going to go for 3-1 to Tottenham and we're going to be there this weekend. So very much looking forward to an opening, open and attacking game of football. But let's move on to Molyneux. It's Wolves against Brentford. I've gone for 2-1 to Wolves here. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too 
like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Been really impressed with Wolves this season. Not the greatest performance against Manchester United, but rallied late and got back into the game. Uh, all for Kobe Mainu to uh, snatch that last gasp uh, victory. And then they were really impressive against Chelsea, um, absolutely battering them. So I can see them at Molyneux where they're playing some really decent stuff this year, beating a Brentford side who have been really poor on the road this season. So I've gone for 2-1. Yeah, I think both teams like to play at three of the back. So I think Wolves don't really like to play against teams who kind of sit back and soak up pressure and are good at set pieces. They like players being open. Um, they like teams being open and expansive and so they can hit them with Neto uh, in behind and, and, and Cunha as well is in great form. I don't think Brentford are going to allow them that kind of space and I also think the formation matching up match up will lead to um, kind of a close game kind of a, a game where there's not many chances I think between both sides so I see both sides cancel each other out so I've gone for 1-1 here yeah, Pedro Neto, I think, going to be the difference in this game, though. I mean, he's come back from injury just better than ever, once again. And he seems to do this time and time again. Every time he comes back from injury, he's better than the time before. Yeah, he's an unbelievable winger. And one of the most underrated wingers, I think he should be definitely a top-six team. But I reckon Tony will uh, step mm. up as well. So, go for 1-1. One, one. Yeah. New, uh, Newcastle away at Nottingham Forest up next. Sims gone for 2-2. Two, two, and I was actually... I nearly went for 2-2 as well and I just sided with Newcastle for 2-1. Yeah, I think Newcastle, it's a weird one. Even though they've got their first choice defenders back, they're still very open at the back. Conceded four goals at home to Luton uh, last week, which is evidence of uh, their struggles at the moment. Um, Nuno uh, at the moment uh, for Nottingham Forest, they're, having, they're doing okay, they're playing well and I do th- I think Alanga's back now, obviously Aoyoni has been scoring a few goals. Uh, Morgan Gibbs-White is still playing well, although he might have an injury, but I think if he plays, I know um, they're going to give Newcastle the um, possession. They're going to give them the, the impetus. And it's going to be on uh, Forrest to kind of uh, counterattack them. They did it brilliantly at St. James's Park when Chris Wood scored a hat-trick. It would be interesting. I, I, I guess Chris Wood probably won't start this game given the form of Aoyoni. But I think Newcastle have definitely been getting better attacking-wise as well. So I definitely see them um, causing Forrest some problems and being able to break them down. But I just think Forrest will be able to um, cause too many problems going the other way as well with their forward line back back fit. So I've gone for a 2-2 here at the City round. Yeah, I'm not convinced by Nottingham Forest at all, to be honest. I think like bit similar to the way he started at Spurs Nuno you know he had a really good start getting a few wins on the board and now it's just kind of reverted back to type for Nottingham Forest and they've been taking the distance by so many teams in the lower leagues again on the uh, during the midweek in the FA Cup replay with uh, Bristol they were taken all the way down to penalties which was a taxing game for them Newcastle on the other hand I feel like things are starting slow maybe slowly to change they got a good decent win um, away at Villa Park. The 4-4 draw at Luton was just an absolutely mental game. They went away to Fulham in the Cup as well and won at Craven Cottage. So I got a feeling there will be goals in this game, but I just feel like with the quality that Newcastle have is a lot more than the quality that Nottingham Forest have. So I see goals in this game, but I feel like Newcastle will take the three points at the end of the day. So I've gone for 2-1. We'll go over to the London Stadium in a London derby West Ham against Arsenal. I have gone for 1-1 here. Arsenal have already lost twice to West Ham this season. Um, it might be more hope than actual uh, 
Um, you know, using my brain and what can actually happen because Arsenal looked really good against Liverpool but I just got a feeling that West Ham have the attributes to really frustrate Arsenal and with they with the players that they have on the break like Jarrah Bowen and Mohamed Kudus could really stand West Ham in good stead here but look I know Arsenal were absolutely brilliant against Liverpool but I'm just hoping they get brought that back down to earth a little bit by a uh, a rigid West Ham side. Yeah, and I see West Ham making it very difficult for them. We know how West Ham like to play and they're going to try and restrict Arsenal in the space. They're going to try and make sure Saka and Martelli aren't getting the same spaces they did get against Liverpool. And I think they'll get some joy from that. But I just think going forward, you need more threat. And they're obviously relying very heavily on Bowen and Kudus, who are two very good players. But without Paquetard to kind of glue those that mm. attack together... I do see them struggling sustaining attacks. I do think, think Arsenal are going to be able to win the ball back a bit too easily. I do see them maybe getting one goal, um, but I do think Arsenal are going to ride the wave of three consecutive wins off the back of when they, they lost two in a row. They now seem to be um, getting into really good form, and I think I don't think it's going to be easy. I don't think it's going to be utterly convincing. I don't think Arsenal will be in that great away from home this season, but I think they will scrape it, so I've gone for 2-1 to Arsenal. Yeah, it's also worth noting Ward-Prowse from set pieces as well, which is always a massive threat, especially with the aerial ability that they do have so um yeah come on West Ham do us a favor this weekend uh but let's move on to Villa Park Aston Villa against Manchester United 2-2 is the verdict from both of us in this game and don't know something just doesn't seem right with Villa at the moment in terms of the way they started this season they are maybe maybe it's just reverting back to type reverting to their true level Manchester United on the other hand seem to be um turning the screw the other way and uh, bringing back their form or bringing form to this season they're looking fairly good but I feel like at Villa Park where Villa have been really good all season but you start you are seeing the cracks start to appear with Aston Villa at the moment a terrible performance against Chelsea in the FA Cup last night and I feel like they could take a bit of that form into this game against Man United but we have taken it to 2-2 yeah ever since uh, Villa beat City and Arsenal in consecutive games they've drawn against Sheffield United they needed a 90th minute penalty to beat Burnley they've lost at home to Newcastle and now they've lost at home to Chelsea as well in convincing manner conceding lots of goals so maybe they're starting to be found out a bit maybe their standards at home is, is starting to slip I feel uh, I, the cracks are maybe starting to show I think United as well will kind of like this kind of game more of a transitional game um, in, in terms of Villa playing a very high line they like to have high turnovers in midfield but um they they like to uh, they, United will look to turn over the ball and explore that space that Villa are going to leave without Pal Torres or, or Tyro Mings with um, Clement Longley at the back as well that high line is getting destroyed at the moment to be honest and they're struggling a lot I do see Man United uh, struggling to, to um, I do see Villa struggling to contain a United side full of confidence right now who have been playing quite well past couple games um, but are they going to be good enough to take all three points? Are, what, what, what we've also seen from Man United, even against the Wolves game, is that tendency that even when they're on top, they still give the opposition an advantage. They still give them chances and they can't keep a lead. And I'm going to bank on them not keeping a lead yet again here. So I've gone for 2-2. Two, two. And two players who are going to be desperately missed from both teams. For Man United, uh, Martinez who obviously mm. came back in, uh, looked really good, and he's out for a prolonged amount of time. That's going to be a big miss at the back for Man United. And um, like you mentioned, I think, Paul Torres for uh, Aston Villa, who's been brilliant all season. He seems like the glue in that defence for them. And ever since he's been out, they've been so open at the back. So um, two big misses there for both teams. So I think goals are definitely in order at Villa Park this weekend. And then we'll finish off with a London derby at Selhurst Park. Crystal Palace against Chelsea, which I think could be Roy Hodgson's last game 
in charge of uh, Crystal Palace and could be Roy Hodgson's last game in charge ever, to be honest, of any team, uh, because I'm not sure if he's going to get another job after this. And Sims got 3-0 to Chelsea. Yeah, I think no Guehi, no Eze, no Olise, no points for Palace. I think it's pretty it's pretty simple. Um, Palace got absolutely battered um, in the last game away at Brighton. Yeah. Um, the fans are just absolutely turned on Hodgson at this point. No one wants him still on the job. It's going to be a, a toxic atmosphere. Add into that, Chelsea full of confidence after a really great win away from home against Aston Villa. They seem to be playing some really good football as well um, in that period. They've got players. If, if, if Palace are going to sit deep with Palmer and Kunku, even Madweke who had a great game on the weekend, they've got players to break them down in my opinion I don't think they're going to struggle just because uh, Palace is sitting deep and I, I'm looking at Palace I'm like yeah they might try and hit Chelsea on the counter but who's going to hurt them is it going to be Mateta Schlup and Ayu I mean these are players which on a good day they, they might get a shot on target let alone a goal well, so Mateta did destroy Man City at the Etihad didn't he he did but that was yeah, one in a million kind of thing <laughs> I don't think that's ever going to happen again so I think Chelsea are going to run right here I think it's going to be complete domination I think they're going to have loads of chances and I think they're going to win convincing yeah, no, I completely agree. Um, and I completely agree with what you're saying about the toxic atmosphere. You saw it creeping in that Brighton game. And what you usually know about Crystal Palace, they usually turn up against Brighton and, and give them a really tough game. And I think that was a sign of things to come uh, when you see them getting completely battered by Brighton. The game was over after 25, 30 minutes and a Chelsea side full of confidence uh, after that win. And where, where have I seen that before? Uh, you know, um, a manager getting saved by a free kick at Villa Park on the way to a Carabao Cup final after a really terrible first half of the season. Have you seen that one before? Uh, maybe once. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? So um, I do think Chelsea are going to grow um, this season in the second half of the season. Hopefully I'm wrong. Uh, but in this game alone with all the key players for Crystal Palace out, they got no chance of winning this weekend. So I've gone for 2-0 to Chelsea. But let's move on to the start. Men, Sim's gone for Timo Werner. Yeah, I think it's just, this is going to be a game for him, in my opinion. A real open game where there should be a lot of space for him to operate in. Um, a Brian team who like to play with a high line and like to commit a lot of players forward and like to play with space. And with Madison feeding Timo Werner, I can see him getting lots of chances, whether it be assist or chance on goal. I can really see him making an impact in this one. So I've gone for him. Yeah, didn't fancy a James Madison. Or I've already picked him. Oh, you've already picked him. <laughs> Fair enough. I've gone for Elijah Adebayo. Uh, as he mentioned earlier in the episode, you know, you could see him getting a goal or two this weekend. I think um, he's really announced himself as a Premier League striker this season. He's been brilliant, uh, to be honest. And I think he's had a really good season for Luton and at home to Sheffield United, who seem to be getting battered week in, week out at the moment. At Kenilworth Road, I can see Adebayo doing something for sure this weekend. So I've gone for Adebayo. Sim's gone for Timo Werner. Let me know your predictions and your style, man in the comments section below and let me know who you think is going to come out on top this weekend thank you everyone for joining us today and we'll see you next